Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Flinsboard Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmer's State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We are through seven weeks of the high school football season with only one more week to go in the regular season. I am Jim Joyner and joining me as always on an early Saturday morning, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good morning. Good morning. Another short night for us. We we stay very late, and we get up very early, and then once the show's over, it's time to get some sleep. <laughs> I think we got a little sleep coming up for us later, but Steve, another very great night for our area teams. I'm going to run through all the scores, but we were getting score updates last night, and we were saying, man, these area teams are having one heck of a night. Back-to-back -back games that every, or back-to-back -back weeks that every area team won, except for one being Smoky Valley. They've lost these last two games, but other than that, all these area teams are above 500, and all of them have a great chance to win and keep moving on in the postseason here in a couple weeks. Yeah, and we got a couple teams. I, it would not surprise me the way Little River has picked it up. How about a Canton Galva Little River state championship game? That sounds like a fun afternoon down in Newton to me. Yeah. Steve, let's go through these scores from last night. Starting off in Class 3A, Heston improved to 6-1 with a thrilling 43-32 win over the Chapman Irish. We will hear from Heston coach Tyson Bowerly a little later on in the show. I mentioned that Smoky Valley lost. The Vikings are now 1-6, losing to 7-0 Halstead, 49-0. Inman improved to 2-0 in district play with a 19-0 win against Meade at home. The Teutons are now 4-3 and have a district championship game Next Friday night to take on Sedgwick, Canton Galva does what Canton Galva does best, a 60 to nothing halftime win over Solomon to improve to 7 and 0. The Eagles have not played in the second half since week number 1 and we are in week number 7. And they were without Tyson Struber last night. Right. Their, their star receiver, he's out for the year now, but they didn't miss a beat. We'll hear from Coach Hoppus a little later on in the show as well. Little River improved to 6-1, six, six consecutive wins with a 60 to nothing win on the road at St. John. And then Mound Ridge, an eight-man, improved to 4-3 with a 56-8 win over defending eight-man Division I state champion Central Plains. So Mound Ridge this year has beaten the defending state champion Central Plains Oilers and the defending state runner-up Solomon Gorillas. Not a bad year for Coach Meeks' Mount Ridge Wildcats. Yeah, and they're 4-3, and three, and that's the most wins they've had since Coach Meeks has been there. What a test they got coming up on Friday, though. Little River. Big test. Big test. Our other score that I did not mention, of course, McPherson improved to 7-0 last night with a 31-7 win over the Rose Hill Rockets. Steve, a very strange game for this McPherson team, and we've said that a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, that they have played a couple of strange games against these opponents. And I will say, and we said it going into the week, that Rose Hill was not going to be a pushover football team. No. Although their record was 2-4, and four, although the McPherson had beaten them by 50 the year before, we knew that Rose Hill was going to be able to put up quite a fight. 
It was 7-7 with 3.36 to go in the second quarter. Rose Hill had just scored a touchdown, but then McPherson pulled away at the end of the second quarter and really broke the game open. An 88-yard kickoff returned for a touchdown by Aaron Powell, and then after a punt by Rose Hill deep in their own territory, an 11-yard rushing touchdown by Caleb Hoppus to lead 21-7 at the half, and that was really what changed the game. Well, the kickoff return by Powell changed the game, but this is a McPherson team that once again uh, did very little for most of the first half until the final three minutes. Uh, it, this was the exact carbon copy of the Winfield game, the Salina South game. It's a team that just kind of struggles to get going out of the gates. And I still feel this team has about – they've only reached about 70% of their potential. It should be noted that Cody Stufflebean did not play last night, won't play next week. I don't even know if he'll play – in the opening of the playoffs because they really probably don't need him. If they want to give him one more week of rest, they can. just depends how he feels. But uh, it's a, this Bullpup team, you feel like that it's like, okay, it's time to go. You know, they kind of toy around. They're like a cat with a mouse. And then when it's time to put the pedal to the metal, they slam it down to the floor. Well, Steve, we're trying to dissect after they have slammed it down to the floor. We're trying to dissect how the playoffs are going to work out in 4A West. And normally, it's a little easier to figure it out. But right now, the thing that makes things so tough, we do know that McPherson will likely be the number one seed, even if they were to lose, as long as they don't lose by 13, and and, and over Central win by 13, they would still be the number one seed, unless it just happens to fall on the well, odd number. And the Bullpups play at Circle, which got hammered by my Indy Bulldogs, last night but the thing that makes things so tough and it's not necessarily the first round game we have a pretty good feeling that they will be playing the Abilene Cowboys who are 0-7 and they will play at Ulysses this week we're not as much concerned and and questioning what's going to happen in round one of the playoffs but round two we have no clue who it's going to be right now because the 8-9 matchup currently features Goddard and Independence both of those teams are two and five but there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, two and five teams, and two, three and four teams. We had a feeling that the eight nine mark would likely be at three and five teams with a record of three right. and five. And so there are nine teams that have a chance to be three and five at the end of this week. And so then it comes down to point differential and all of that. You have to figure out who's going to win, who's going to lose, how many they're going to lose by, how many they're going to win by. And that's why we have absolutely no clue right now who the 8-9 matchup could be. Well, the one team we don't want to see is Goddard because uh, we know how capable Goddard is. Uh, they got beat again last night. Uh, but they Seven played, to nothing. They, they played undefeated May South almost to a standstill. So that tells me Goddard is getting healthy. They're starting to figure it out. Now their offense struggled last night, but their defense is back. And given how the McPherson offense performed last night, I think if McPherson and Goddard would hook up, I think it'd be kind of a low-scoring game. Well, especially the way that the Goddard defense has been for a majority of the season. And, of course, it was a low-scoring game last year as well in the playoffs. But we just don't know yet. And some of those other teams I mentioned, Independence, Coffeeville is also 2-5, and five. Rose Hill is 2-5, and five. Arc City is a dangerous 2-5 and five team, Wellington's 2-5 and five and beat Winfield last night, and El Dorado is 2-5. and five. We have a very good feeling on the top four seeds with McPherson potentially being the one and over Central the two. And we have a very important league game between Bueller and Winfield next week. 
Both of those teams lost this week. They're both 5-2, and two, and the winner will be the 3 seed. The loser is the 4 seed. Okay, what did Ulysses do last night? Ulysses won, so okay. they're 4-3. and three. Okay. Very likely, it'll be the f- 3 or the 4. Okay. So, yeah, the, the top 4, uh, you know, the perfect... Because of point differential. The perfect scenario for the Bullpups is for Bueller, Andover Central, and Goddard to be on the other side of the bracket. Right. Well, we are looking ahead to what's coming up for those teams, but let's hear back last night from McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich after his thoughts on week number seven, a 31-7 win over the Rose Hill Rockets. And we're now joined by McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich here in our CHS refinery at McPherson postgame show. Coach, another weird game tonight as it just didn't feel like everything was in sync. Mm-hmm. But the thing that we saw in the second half is even though you're up 21-7 and felt good about what your offense was able to do at the end of the first half, it was your defense that really yeah. buckled in. They came up with five consecutive stops to begin the half, and your defense showed how good they are tonight. They did. Uh, you know, minus that first quarter, they they uh, they played really well. You know, I know Coach Harlan made some adjustments and, and got after them pretty good at halftime. And, and rightfully so, and the guys responded well. That's uh, that's that's what we got out of this group. You know, if you if you get into them and, and coach them hard, uh, they they do respond. Um, and we're going to have to continue to do that because uh, we played some undisciplined football tonight. Uh, you know, across the board, and uh, those are things that are going to get us beat if we don't get them corrected. Yeah, no penalties in the first half, and then six in the second mm-hmm. half. So, kind of up and down again. The offense at times, you know, you ran the ball at times well, but mm-hmm. again. Uh, you were under you're just over 250 yards and i know you like to be around that 400 yard mark yeah and, and a lot of it was self-inflicted wounds i mean that's not a bad team they got some really good guys up front but you know we, we have self-inflicted wounds uh you know we, we miss an assignment here we drop a pass here perimeter blocking broke down here and there and it, and it wasn't just one thing you know it was it was a combination of multiple things that uh, that happened tonight, and that's very uncharacteristic of our team, and and, and very very un- uncharacteristic of our, of our program right now. We we got to get back to work and and right the ship because we have the guys to do it. The talent is there uh, to reach our potential, and and uh, we, we just got to get there. Well, I know you have a lot of respect for Coach Weber over on the other sideline, a guy that you've been around for a long time since your college days. And you told your guys something at practice this week that I found very interesting. You were saying, guys, this is a team that reminds me a lot of us about 10 or 12 years ago when they were starting to get things going. And you could see that Rose Hill had a chance to get things going. They're 2-5, and five, but I think Coach Weber would tell you, too, if you take away a couple of plays this sure. year, this is a team that could be over 500. And with the size and the skill they have, this is a team that you don't have on the schedule next year, and mm-hmm. maybe a good thing you don't have to see this yeah. team here in a year. Well, honestly, I, I'd, I'd like to play these guys again, but uh, yeah, they're 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 heading in the right direction. You know, they've got some really good pieces. Like I said before, up front, they're they're very talented. Uh, they had a, a transfer move in from from Andover um, late in the year, and and uh, he's he's the Division One kid that's got the offers, and and they're just going to continue to get better. Um, but, uh, you know, we need to realize that last year, uh, last year's abomination, that's not going to happen. Teams aren't going to exactly, roll over for us. That's and, exactly what we were saying. And, you we, know, we made it look too easy last year. You, you know, and, and, and we did. Uh, my, my frustration at this point is that that's, that's sometimes what our kids expect. And no matter what you tell them, sometimes, uh, you know, our level of play is not where it needs to be. And, 
And at the end of the day, you know, the blame, you know, goes upon me and, and we're going to coach him hard tomorrow morning. I can guarantee you that. And we're going to coach him hard the rest of the week. Aaron Powell for the second straight week, a huge play because mm-hmm. really that kickoff return yeah. uh, really kind of flipped the emotion of the game. You score a couple of late touchdowns in the end of the first half and to turn the close game into one that felt a little more comfortable. Yeah. And then you turn it over to your defense. Well, our special teams, you know, last few weeks have been really, you know, tremendous. Uh, you know, get a field goal in right there. We probably should have kicked, attempted a longer field goal uh, in the second half, but uh, elected to go for it. But, you know, again, I, I'm really proud of our guys. There's, there's no quit in them. They fought like crazy. It's just, uh, you know, right now, just a little bit of lack of discipline and execution, and that's that's something that we can easily correct. And like we said, a 24-point win, I think a lot of coaches would take a 24-point yeah. win. That's, that's what I told our guys. You know, we, we, we won a big game, and uh, we have a chance to have an undefeated season next week, and, and uh, that's a great accomplishment, and we should be proud of that. Well, speaking of that, coming up next week, we will make the trip down to Tawanda, one of my favorite places to go, my favorite city name to say, as the Bullpups will be taking on the Circle T-Birds. Like I mentioned, they lost 40-6 to against Independence earlier tonight, so Circle fell to 1-6. and six. What do you know about Coach Clothier's Circle T-Birds and, and what's coming up for them in Week 8? We, we really don't know a whole lot about these guys. You know, traditionally, we like to look ahead a little bit and, and you know, take 30 minutes and, and watch some game film on a Thursday um after we have our team meal but uh this week it, it just it just felt odd this week uh you know we we knew we were going to be in for a dogfight and trying to communicate with that with our kids was was pretty tough um but uh they woke up after that first quarter no question and then obviously you're going to have to get out the calculator and start doing some math with some of those numbers that yeah. i have on my wall for yeah. the class 4a west standings we do know the one simple part of this math if you win, you're the number one seed, and you don't have to worry about adding and subtracting and Correct. 13. You don't have to worry about any of that. Have you guys begun to look at what's coming up for next week in some of those scenarios? I know that you have some ideas and some projections, but how much are you looking into that next week? Well, we do. You know, we, we have been looking into that. That's something that you do need to prepare for, especially if you do get a number one seed or a higher seed like, like uh, we, we hope to get. Um, I would anticipate playing Abilene again in the first round. And then, honestly, I think we're going to get the winner between Rose Hill and Goddard as the 8-9 setup, the way the point system is going to break down and, and win wins and losses. So, you know, I would anticipate probably seeing an incredibly tough Goddard team that's, uh, you know, run the gauntlet in terms of their schedule this and week. And they so ended our year. season last year. And they ended our season last year. And our guys remember that. We remember that. There's no question. That's fueled us. Uh, to get back in the weight room uh, that very next Monday after that loss. So, yeah, you know, it's going to be a tough road. But uh, it's it's a road that uh, we're going to have to be good teams to get there anyway. So we might as well do it right off the bat. Well, the Bullpups are 7-0 and with a 31-7 win tonight over the Rose Hill Rockets. Just the third time in program history that McPherson starts a season 7-0. and Let's make it an undefeated regular season next week. Thanks, guys. That is McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich following a 31-7 win over the Rose Hill Rockets last Friday night. As we continue on with our coaches show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, we now look ahead to our trip down to Tawanda as McPherson will be taking on the Circle T-Birds and excited to see what the Bullpups can do in hopefully finishing off an undefeated regular season. Yeah, and... Uh... You know, Circle's got a real nice facility. They we, do. We like going there. We have our own press box over there. We're up with the McPherson coaches. So, uh, you know, focus is going to be the priority for the Bullpups because they know the playoffs are coming up. And this is a team that they really need to dominate, take care of business, jump off, 
you know, really finished this game pretty much by halftime. Uh, you know, we've had some games here recently where we've struggled in the first half, but totally dominate the first half of this one and get some maybe JV guys in for the second half. Steve, we've got a great coaches show planned for you this morning. We will hear from Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus as the Eagles are 6-0. We'll hear from Heston I football coach Tyson Bowerly. We've also got some audio from McPherson I soccer coach Chris Adrian, and we will go over some state tournament for tennis and Sienna Allen, Taylor Bruce trying to fight for a state championship today down in Pittsburgh. Yeah, my old stomping grounds and Allen and Bruce are 33-0 on the years they head into the day's semifinals. Not bad. They'll either be 33-2, 34-1, or 35-0. Right. Pretty good record wherever it falls. Yeah, they they survived a tough three-setter in their second match yesterday to move to the semis. Steve, let's take our first break. Who do you want to hear from next? Let's hear from Coach Hoppus. There you go. We'll take our first break. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Femco offers full custom manufacturing starting with concept and design. Femco's team of experienced engineers can give advice on materials and other factors that go into developing a quality product. Femco utilizes full CAD, CAM systems to provide quality products and services on time and at a reasonable price. Femco. Femco located on West 1st in McPherson. 620-241-3513. Femco. A great work environment. McPherson Concrete has the best in concrete products. For over 90 years, McPherson Concrete has been serving the McPherson area for residential, commercial, and industrial concrete projects. It's computer-batched and superior quality ready-mix concrete just right for your job. Saturday deliveries available by request. Just call for scheduled details. They'll be happy to help. Since 1911, McPherson Concrete Products. 620-241-4362. 620 620- Hi everyone, for those of you with a Medicare supplement, two of the advantages we offer at the Alliance Agency are having a personal agent who knows you and Medicare and the possibility of saving up to $500 to $1,000 per year on your policy. Give me a call, Dana Sammer, for your free no-obligation quote or to ask any Medicare questions. Call me at 245-4861 or stop by the Alliance Agency on the second floor of the Warren Place and just ask for Dana. Yeah, it's that time of year again. It's deer season. Unfortunately, a lot of people hunt deer with their cars. Oopsie. Accidentally. We can't put the trophy over the mantle, but we can fix the grill and whatever damage is done to your trophy. Your car. If you've accidentally gone hunting with your car, call Kane's Body Shop, McPherson. Kane's Body Shop will save you some bucks. No pun intended. Kane's Body Shop. Ouch. Oops. Online at Kane'sBodyShop.com. We continue on this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We have heard from McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich. Let's hear from the other undefeated team in the area and Coach Shelby Hoppus as the Eagles are 7-0 after a 60-0 win over the Solomon Gorillas last night. A revenge game for Canton Galva after losing to Solomon in the state semifinals last season. Let's hear from Coach Hoppus this morning. Joining us on our Coaches Show this morning is Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus. After the Eagles are off to a 7-0 start, they picked up a big win over Solomon last night, 60-0, and they have already clinched their district with a 4-0 district record. And regardless of what happens next week, they will be the number one seed, the Canton Galva Eagles, who have not played in the second half since week number one. Coach Hoppus, you guys scored 60 points on 19 plays. Tell me a little bit about last night's win over Solomon. 
Yeah, and within those 19 plays, we only had to throw the ball three times. And Landon didn't throw it real well, even within those three passes. He uh, he was one for three with a touchdown. But um, we came out, and last night up front, I think our big boys kind of remembered that the last time we were on that field, they ended our season last year, you know, and, and took away a shot to play for a state championship. So we came out with a little extra drive, a little extra energy, and um, – up front, we played extremely well. Um, Braden Collins had nine rushes for 133 yards and four touchdowns, and a lot of that had to do with up front. And then he ran it. He ran it like a man last night too. So came out, just had to keep the ball on the ground all night long, and uh, didn't have to throw it much. And anytime your offense can execute like that, you know it's going to be a good night. So and then defensively, of course, I think they ran. 32 plays for 33 yards or, or something like that so we were just we were really motivated last night we were really focused and when you know when we do that we're we're a really good football team well we've talked about it before too and just talking about the strategy that goes into a game like that especially since you've played six of them in a row that are over at the half you don't get to run a ton of plays your guys on offense and defense don't get to be out there for very long how have you adjusted to that style, and what things have you guys done differently here now that you've been able to know that you could have some halftime 45-point wins? How have you adjusted so far this year in preparing for games like that? Well, it all just starts at practice for us. Um, we have to be real careful not to get, you know, lazier. Last days of court practice, we have to keep, keep energy high there, uh, keep our motor going. And this week of practice, we, we went real hard. Um, we went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, and I had been pretty disappointed in our run game execution the last two weeks before last night. And um, so we worked that, and we went back to the basics, and we worked steps, and we worked punch points, and we worked all that stuff. And we worked it over and over and over again. And I think the guys almost got tired of working it, but then when they came out last night and, and – you know, realize how that work can pay off when you practice that hard and when you go over those little things and remember what, what got us here in the first place. And I think we'd forgotten about that the last couple of weeks in the run game. And last night we came out and and uh, it, it proved itself to, to be worth it. But, yeah, it all starts at practice. And when we practice hard like that, we get better each and every day. And no matter if you play one quarter, two quarters, or four quarters, you're going to be prepared for it. Yeah, I'd say that you rushed the ball pretty well at 13 yards per carry last night. We're talking with Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus on our coaches show this morning after the Eagles picked up a 60 nothing win over Solomon on the road last night. I wanted to talk a little bit about your quarterback, Landon Everett, and how much of an impact he has made on this team. And, of course, Braden Collins had the better rushing night last night, but it feels like Landon has just been the director of the ship the entire year so far, not only whether it's offensively, but also defensively. He has just been so good for you guys. Tell me a little bit about how Landon Everett has grown over the last year from where he was and really being a great player last year as a junior and how good he is now as a senior. Yeah, he's just more comfortable with it. You know, that he he's uh, become more comfortable in that role of being the leader, of being the general on the football field. You know, and that's what the quarterback is. He's got to lead his troops. He's got to keep everybody in line. He's got to make sure everybody's set on every play. And, you know, 
they come to him with questions. What do we do here? What do we do there? If they don't know, and he's got another answers to those questions. So I think it's just, you know, with all that experience, he's finally comfortable with it. Um, and then he's just a great high school football player. He's a kid that anytime the football's in his hands, he's, he's got a chance to break it for a big play, and they have to respect that as a defense or, or as an offense when he's on the defensive side. You know, he, he's tough to throw the ball on. He makes good breaks on it does all the little things right so he's just one of those kids that he's a special high school football player and the more games he plays and the more big moments he's in you know the better he, he becomes so with all that experience it's just really paid off for him well the big news this week for coach hoppus and the eagles was that tyson struber the sophomore receiver and then defensive back for this team he was listed out for a couple of games and he has an injured hand i think is what you told me and he is hopefully going to maybe have that repaired by the end of the month of November, that is, and maybe have a chance if the Eagles continue on this run to find a way back. Update me a little bit on Struber's injury and how, how that could affect this team going forward because he has been a big play machine all year long. Yeah, Tyson, he went for a, he uh, recovered a fumble last week against Gossel, and while he's at the bottom of a pile, he kind of got rolled up on it. Ended up breaking his hand. Um, he had surgery on it last week. So um, he's out for an extended period of time here. And, and that's, it's, it's obviously a blow. You lose a player of that caliber. It, any team in the state that loses a player of his, his talent is going to hurt in, in you know, different ways. But we just have that philosophy like a lot of other football teams. We're just next man up. And last night it was a freshman, uh, Garrett Maltby, came in on defense at free safety and had two picks and you know we just we plugged him in there and you you teach him what he needs to learn and he goes and plays and has to he has to play at a high level so but yeah the Struber injury that that one hurts a little bit but uh we got to work through it hopefully he can be back by the end of the year depending on how long our season lasts well, speaking of how long this season will last, as we look ahead for Canton Galvad, what could be coming up for the year? Have you looked ahead to try and figure out what a path could be? I know that you guys will match up with District 3, which of course would be the 3 or 4 right now. It could be Maranatha Academy or Lebo, and I believe they play next week. And then when you start to look at some of the other districts, Cedarvale Dexter has already clinched a district championship. I know that South Central is very good. How have you projected things could go, and, and what is it going to take for the Eagles to make a deep playoff run? So from what we've seen on film of, of the teams that could be in our way, is um, I think we'll get either Lebo or Burling game in that bi-district game week after next. And then in the regional game, we're, Maranatha appears to be the second-best team out of that district. And then um, in our sectional game, it'll be South Central. And South Central looks to be one of the best teams in the state. They're, they are fast and physical, and they, they kind of have all the pieces put together like we do this year. So if we happen to get that far, that would be a heck of a matchup. And then for the sub-state game, Madison on the east side seems to be rolling everybody, and they would be in that top side of the bracket. So I think that sub-state game would end up being Madison. So... Our path, it's not clear-cut by any means, but there's some teams that have showed to have a lot more potential and, than others, and that's kind of what we've put together. And The only way we're going to get there is if we just continue what we've been doing to where we show up every day, we work hard, we want to get better, 
um, our senior leadership has to continue to be there, and we, we can't get complacent. We've got to just keep showing up and, and going to work. Well, Coach Hoppus, best of luck to you and the Eagles next week to try and wrap up the regular season with Harrington and an 8-0 record. Harrington is currently 0-7 and 0-4 in the district, so a great chance for the Eagles to be 8-0, and it's always fun to be undefeated at the regular season, at the end of the regular season. But I think you guys know that all your work is still to come here in the next couple of weeks, getting into the month of November. Yeah, and we, you know, we're 7-0, 6-0, and 7-0 for the first time since 2011. Um, we we just got to keep working and and you try to tell the boys every day that you know we play for for plaques around here and we got a chance to put one on the wall next week. So no matter who the opponent is, we got to prepare for them and and come out and play a high school football game Friday night. Well, Coach Hoppus, appreciate the time this morning and best of luck going forward. All right, thank you. That was Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus on our coaches show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, we are excited about that Kenton Galva group and hope they can make a deep run, of course, 7-0. And I mentioned a great chance to get to 8-0. That's a terrific chance to get to 8-0 because Harrington has not been very good. No, and that game will be over at halftime. I can pretty much assure you that. Uh, this is just one of those special years where, you know, everything is just – uh, you know, clicking for the Eagles. Granted, you know, they're down a key player now, but uh, obviously it didn't affect them last night as much as they, you know, really want to have that player back. Um, they're just a powerhouse. And right now, uh, I don't think anybody in the East uh, is going to be able to match up with them. Well, I know that South Central is a very good team, and Coach Hoppus and I talked about that, a team that is 7-0. And I think that is a team that, of course, is on their radar because remember, Steve, they met in the playoffs last year. That was the overtime game that Kent right. Galva won. And so it took it all the way down to the very, very end in order to win that game. And that is their big hurdle, it looks like. And then, of course, Madison has just run through everybody on the east side, too. So those are the two teams, if you are a Kent Galva fan, to keep your eye on. Yeah, but this Kent Galva team is just so much better than it was last year. It's so confident. It's so physical. Uh, it just, you know... They got a great line, and that's what people forget. Their, their offensive line, they got big guys in that line. They got big guys that can run, and uh, that offensive line really moves a lot of people around. Well, they averaged 13 yards a run last night. They had 19 plays and scored 60 points. Not bad. Not a bad night no. for Coach Hoppus' Eagles. Let's take our next break, and when we come back, we'll hear from Hestonite football coach Tyson Bowerly as the Swathers are 6-1 and one and trying to get to number 2 in that district. This is the Coach's Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. For over 30 years, members of the Lindsborg Quarterback Club have worked to the common cause of helping programs and activities at both Smoky Valley High School and Bethany College. Throughout this time, members of the Lindsborg area have given tirelessly to purchase equipment and supplies for programs and activities. Together, they have been a great encouragement to both student bodies and their schools. For more details, please contact Dwight Swisher or Don Bingston of the Lindsborg Quarterback Club. Are you ready for a new smartphone, but you need a plus one? It's buy one, get one free time at Nextech Wireless. Activate any device and receive an iPhone XR or Samsung Galaxy S10e for free. Swing by a Nextech Wireless store today. Make the switch, get a great phone, and get a second great phone free. Oh, don't forget you'll get high-speed unlimited data and the best coverage, too. Besides, what's better than a new smartphone? Well, that would be getting a second one for free. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Next to Freddy's in McPherson. 
JAR Performance Automotive is committed to providing the highest quality automotive service and repairs. Whether the job is big or small, JAR Automotive technicians will diagnose the problem and get it fixed in a timely manner. Brakes, heater and air conditioning, oil changes, engine transmission, and more. Let JAR Automotive take care of your car at an unbeatable price. When you need a mechanic, JAR Performance Automotive will be there to get it done right the first time. JAR Performance Automotive, 121 East Sutherland in downtown McPherson. Our banking relationships are a priority here at Farmer State Bank. Whether it's opening a checking account or investing in a certificate of deposit, we want to make your life more convenient. My name is Emily, and you should come visit us at any one of our four Farmer State Bank locations in Galva, Lindsburg, or McPherson, and we will work side-by-side -side with you to satisfy your banking needs. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. We continue to keep things rolling this morning on our Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Let's get into our interview with Heston I football coach Tyson Bowerly after the Swathers improved the 6-1 last night with a 43-32 win over the Chapman Irish. Moving along on our Coaches Show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We're now joined by Heston High football coach Tyson Bowerly whose Swathers picked up a 43-32 win over the Chapman Irish last night improving their record to 6-1 and one overall and 3-1 and one in district play. Coach Bowerly, a crazy game for you guys against Chapman last night. 43-32, a ton of points in this game. The Irish were able to pick up 400 yards on the ground, or 400 yards total, 73 plays. You guys still ran over 50 plays. Tell me a little bit about that crazy game last night in district play. Yeah, you're right. It was a little bit of a crazy game. Um, you know, we jumped out to a great start. We had a 14 nothing lead pretty early. Uh, had a block punt that put us on the nine-yard line and scored pretty quick. Um, and then, you know, Chapman was able to sustain some drives and get on the board. They stopped us on a fourth and one. They got good field position, went down and scored again. Um, you know, their offense is, is tough to stop. They run hard. They got some backs that – continue to move their feet and fall forward and they just take up time uh time off the clock so uh, it was it was good for us to be able to respond in those big moments and get points when we needed to which is really the second game in a row that anytime we've really needed points like you know they they score or it's within seven or eight points we've been able to respond and go down and score immediately so that's been good that was another thing that um, really stood out from yesterday's game um and in the second half they had some big plays Chapman did uh, long run, a couple long passes that we just have some blown coverage that we'll need to clean up moving forward. But you know, it's nice to come out of there with a win. Um, you know, that's the first thing you got to take care of. It would have been would have been a little bit nicer to have some of the the point differential be a little bit different, but you know, we'll take a win. Well, and it sounded like your quarterback running back duo was very sharp last night, Max Arnold with. 16 carries for 112 yards and a couple of scores rushing. Jacob Eilert with two passing touchdowns and then a rushing touchdown as well. It sounds like that duo has really sparked your offense this year and that they've given you that extra lift that last year you were so dinged up and sometimes you couldn't get that offense going. Sounds like those two have been really good here in your 6-1 and one start. Right, and they have. Uh, I think Max has really found another level the last two games in terms of breaking tackles and extending some plays that sometimes it looks like it's going to be a one or two yard gain and all of a sudden you see him continue to go through the middle of the line or bounce it outside and all of a sudden it turns into a 12 yard gain and that's 
that's been big for us, um, adding that other element. Uh, it's, it's been fun to see him kind of take over a little bit in that backfield and, and do some really nice things for us. He's worked hard, and, and he's you know getting a shot this year, and he's making the most of it over the last couple of games. Jake had another solid game. Um, man, I can't say enough about him. He's coming in, getting his first shot as the full-time starter, and he's making the most out of it. It's, it's been a lot of fun as a coach to see him have the success this year because he, he's another guy that, man, he's put in so much time in the weight room, so much time throwing routes and getting guys together, doing seven-on-seven seven on their own. And, and it's really cool when you see that, uh, all that work, uh, turn into a really good, solid senior season. We're talking with Estadine football coach Tyson Bowerly on our coaches show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. The last time that we talked was a couple of weeks ago, and that was after your win over Smoky Valley. After that, you then turned around and lost to Halstead in a district game by 40. You then turned around, you beat Rock Creek. But how did you see this team respond from that Halstead loss? Because I know that had to have been a deflating loss for this team. You were hoping to be at the top of this district and have a chance at the championship, and that is kind of out the window now. But how has this team responded after that Halstead game? This team has really shown a lot of guts. You know, to maybe talk about like like how Davo Sweeney talks about it with, with the Clemson team. Um, man, we... We just had a lot of things go wrong in the Halstead game. Things snowballed. Um, you know, that was the first time this season that we really faced a ton of adversity. So we had a good talk afterward in the following weeks and saying, hey, this is what we need to hear. This is what we need to see when we have those tough moments. And credit to our guys, credit to our staff that they have done it every single time. You know, we have a big moment. They have a big response. We need a big stop. We get it. We need a touchdown. We need to catch, you know, whatever it is. The guys have answered the call every single time. And that's really exciting to, to go through something like that, lose, to, lose by 42 to your rival, kind of take you off of that, you know, man, it's frustrating. We probably don't have a shot at that top seed anymore. Um, but they've, they've answered the call every single time since. And that's, that's been um, impressive. It's been impressive. Well, you guys have got one more game left in district play, and then we'll see how everything falls. But as of now, Heston, the number two seed. Halstead, of course, the one. They are still undefeated. Rock Creek is at three, and they are tied there with Clay Center in the three spot with a record of two and two. So a lot can change in your district. But how have you looked ahead a little bit? I know that you're obviously focused on Clay Center, but... <laughs> You know, you want to probably avoid Andale on the other side. You want to avoid Cheney, and those two, I believe, play coming up this week. Clearwater is very good in your other district. Wichita Collegiate is very good. How do you look ahead to the playoffs, and, and how do you focus on these next couple of games, knowing that your Week 9 game could be extremely tough, too? Yeah, you're right. The District district 6 and 3A is, is just tough. Um you know we're gonna we're gonna make sure our players are focused on Clay Center this week, um, but we've already started looking into the other district teams. We've been gathering some film here and there, and, and starting to put data into huddle for all of that, and, and trying to break down some tendencies. And, you know, at this time of year, you're 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 focusing on the week that you have. You're focused on the team that you're facing, but you know you have that. Okay, who's probably going to be next you know you have that in mind and, and you start preparing and thinking about what we need to do the following week things like that so yeah we'll get our guys folks on clay center but you know we'll, we'll probably try to get some work in against who we think we're going to see but you know seeing those other teams on film already 
man, <laughs> it, it's tough. They, they do some really good things offensively, and they play some tough defense. Well, I know there are a ton of great teams in 3A and maybe not quite as strong as it was last year with those four teams that went undefeated throughout the regular season. But you look at a team like Colby, who is 7-0. You've got Andale. You've got Cheney. You look over on the east side of the state in that District 4 with Holton, Wamigo, Sabatha, Marysville. I mean, that district is just a monster. There are a ton of really good football teams in 3A, and I think we've got to put the Heston Swathers right up there with all of those really good teams in 3A, too. Yeah, and I think we're, we're a little under the radar um, because we lost a big senior class last year, and our senior class this year was, you know, and, and that's been our identity, and we talk about it all the time, but not a whole lot of people expected much from them. Um, across the state and maybe even in our own community. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's been really fun to see those guys kind of have that chip on their shoulder when they come to games and have, a chip on, have that chip on their shoulder when they practice, hit the weight room. And, and uh, you know, they're, 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 they're a bunch of tough kids, blue-collar kids. They're just getting after it right now. Well, Coach Barrley, best of luck for you and the Swathers next week against Clay Center. And we'll catch up here in a few weeks, hopefully after a couple of playoff wins. Absolutely. Thank you. That was Heston Eye football coach Tyson Bowerly on our coaches show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, we have four teams right now that are either 6-1 and one or 7-0. and oh. You've got McPherson at 7-0, and oh, Canton Galva at 7-0, and, oh, and then Heston and Little River both at 6-1. and one. All four of those teams have a great chance to win a lot of games in the postseason and play deep into November. Yeah, they really do. And then Inman and Mount Ridge also have winning records, both four and three. Inman, by the way, has won four of its last five. And its defense has really been playing lights out. Another shutout for the Teutons last night. It's just fun when all our area teams are doing so well. The Teutons will have a district championship game essentially next week as they will be taking on Sedgwick. Sedgwick undefeated on the season, undefeated in district play as well. McPherson essentially in a district championship game as well, where if they win, they will win 4A West, in, even if they lose. Still a pretty good chance that they could still win 4A West to be the number one seed. Steve, we're going to take one more break. We'll hear from McPherson Ice soccer coach Chris Adrian as his Bullpups improved to 12-2 with a 3-1 win over Hutchinson on Thursday night. We'll hear from him. We'll give you a little tennis recap on what's coming up for the McPhersonite tennis team down at Pittsburgh today, what they did yesterday. So stick around. You're listening to The Coach's Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. I don't know about you, but I dread the thought of being stranded out in the cold. That's why I'm going to take my car to Complete Automotive now for a free winter inspection. At Complete Automotive, they will check out the entire vehicle. Tires, batteries, alternators, coolant levels, heaters, and even do a diagnostic check to make sure it's ready for the cold weather season that is fast approaching. Give them a call at 620-245-0600 to schedule your free winter inspection now. Complete Automotive at 1306 North Highway 81 Bypass. That's 620-245-0600. If you are looking for a shop to take care of your motorcycle and ATV needs, look no further. At DFS Moto, they strive to raise the bar for the standard of quality no matter what you bring in or want built. From tires to engines, they have you covered. Also specializing in one-off and production runs for many of your manufacturing needs, featuring CNC machining and CAD parts design. Give Dylan a call at 620-350-8084 or check out the website at DFSMotoLLC.com or you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. 
Femco offers full custom manufacturing starting with concept and design. Femco's team of experienced engineers can give advice on materials and other factors that go into developing a quality product. Femco utilizes full CAD, CAM systems to provide quality products and services on time and at a reasonable price. Femco. Femco located on West 1st in McPherson. 620-241-3513. Femco. A great work environment. McPherson Concrete has the best in concrete products. For over 90 years, McPherson Concrete has been serving the McPherson area for residential, commercial, and industrial concrete projects. It's computer-batched and superior quality ready-mix concrete just right for your job. Saturday deliveries available by request. Just call for scheduled details. They'll be happy to help. Since 1911, McPherson Concrete Products, 620-241-4362. 620 620- 241-4362. Hi everyone. For those of you with a Medicare supplement, two of the advantages we offer at the Alliance Agency are having a personal agent who knows you and Medicare and the possibility of saving up to $500 to $1,000 per year on your policy. Give me a call, Dana Sammer, for your free no obligation quote or to ask any Medicare questions. Call me at 245-4861 or stop by the Alliance Agency on the second floor of the Warren Place and just ask for Dana. Yeah, it's that time of year again. It's deer season. Unfortunately, a lot of people hunt deer with their cars. Oopsie. Accidentally. We can't put the trophy over the mantle, but we can fix the grill and whatever damage is done to your trophy. Your car. If you've accidentally gone hunting with your car, call Kane's Body Shop, McPherson. Kane's Body Shop will save you some bucks. No pun intended. Kane's Body Shop. Ouch. Oops. Online at Kane'sBodyShop.com. We continue on our coaches show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Calpha. One more time, I'll run through the scores from last night. McPherson, a 31-7 winner over the Rose Hill Rockets. The Bullpups are now 7-0 to begin the season for the second straight year and the third time in program history. Heston, a 43-32 winner over Chapman. The Swathers are 6-1, and they will be tanking on Clay Center next week with a chance to stay at number two in that district. Smoky Valley lost to Halstead last night, 49-0. The Vikings now 1-6 so far this season. Inman is now 4-3 with a 19-0 win over Mead. Canton Galva improved to 7-0 with a 60-0 win at Solomon, and that was in just one half of football. Little River won its sixth straight game, winning 60-0 at St. John. That was in a half as well. Mound Ridge improved the 4-3 with a 56-8 win over the defending state champion Central Plains Oilers. We will now dive into our final interview of our coaches show this morning with McPherson Night football or McPherson Night soccer coach Chris Adrian as his team is 12 and 2 with one more week to go in the regular season. The Bullpups will be at Augusta on Tuesday at Great Bend on Thursday after a couple of wins this week beating the Winfield Vikings and the Hutchinson Salthawks at home and this is coach Chris Adrian after Thursday night's win over the Salthawks. Oh, a physical game tonight, yeah. and it was fun to see you guys prove yourselves in a physical game like that and find a way to score three in the second half. Yeah, you could. the first half we were a little shocked, I think. Um, that's what I told the guys at halftime. I was very honest with them. I thought Hutch wanted it more. I thought they were playing harder. They were winning the hustle plays, which is what we pride ourselves on. And the second half, they responded really well to that message, and you could hear it. In the first second of that kickoff, Trenton and Tyler and everyone, just the intensity 
really amped up. And, and although we gave up a goal, um, we responded really well to that then, and we didn't panic. Uh, we moved some players around. They were really doing a good job, Hutch, of, of limiting Drew Schrader's touches today. And and we put them out wide to try to get them some, some more opportunities there. And we still couldn't get them involved. And then we put them in the midfield. And, and that's where Hutch then had a tough de- decision on how they defended Drew. And that opened up space for Sammy, JL, and then moving Britton to that forward position. He looked really good and had some fresher legs up there for us. So uh, the guys did a great job of just making the adjustments in the second half. And that's what I've heard someone else tell me uh, last week. This team, what really makes them special is their versatility. Guys that can play any position needed. Uh, that goes for Cody playing outside back wing. Uh, he was a big addition getting here from cross country today. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. And uh, he just, when he texts me and says, hey, I'll be there in 15, it's always, like, all right, that's awesome. So he's always a nice surprise when he can make it. <laughs> you know, you've played so many easy games. Yeah. You have to kind of change your mindset, get back into a gritty type of mindset. Yeah. And, and that for postseason and, and even just this next week, because Augusta's not an easy game. Great Bend, for sure, away from home isn't an easy game. And so this was a really good one for us to, to wake up a little bit. Is that, it's always a bit of a shock. And we try to simulate in practice what it's going to be like playing against a really good team. But it's different when you're under the lights and you're out here. And, and the support tonight was fantastic. Uh, the student section, we had great fan support, and, and we needed it the second half. And so I, I thank everyone for coming out. That was great third, to see. Third goal was really huge. I mean, because yeah. you never know, 2-1, yeah. that third one really kind of put it away. Yeah, and, and after that, it was just about playing smart. Uh, Hutch was getting a little bit chippy. frustrated and chippy, and so we wanted to make sure we just got the ball off our foot. It wasn't pretty for the last five minutes, but we're healthy going into the, the final week of the season. If you would have told me that two months ago, I would have taken it right there. Well, hopefully a few more for your senior group, but a really good night for them to close things out here at home in the regular season. Uh, They deserve that. This senior group has been something special. Um, Not just this year, but these last four years with them just seems like it's flying by. I can remember when they were freshmen and some of them making their first starts out here. Uh, So it's really happy for them, and you're just proud that as a coach to see them have that success because I know how much they've worked to win these types of games. And so I was just really happy for them. Uh, very proud coach to see these guys playing on senior night like that. That was McPherson Ice Soccer coach Chris Adrian on our coaches show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, we're coming down to the end of the fall sports season. It's coming up quickly. So for a recap of everything, Football, okay, hopefully a couple more weeks coming up. For soccer, two more games in the regular season this upcoming week, and then hopefully at least two more playoff games the following week. And uh, then At home. Hopefully. Right, hopefully both of them at home. They are the number four seed in 5A West as of right now. For volleyball, this is a really important week because they will wrap up the regular season on Tuesday, a triangular at Winfield with the Vikings as well as Andale, who is the number one team in 4A. So McPherson has a chance to win two more volleyball matches. Then they have regionals coming up over the weekend or substate or whatever they call it in volleyball. Yeah, it should be substate. That would be on Saturday, and they will try and get out of 5A West, and there are so many really, really good teams on that side of the state. So it's a busy, busy week for them, and the only team that is really wrapping things up this week is the McPherson I tennis team and a chance for a very high team finish, but the team that we are excited to see what they can do today Taylor Bruce, Sienna Allen, going for a double state championship in Pittsburgh. 
They are undefeated on the year and two wins away from taking home the gold. Yeah, and uh, on the other side of the bracket is uh, the Ark City team that they beat earlier this year. That's the other team that's considered, you know, one of the finalists. Uh, they they kind of struggled in their second match yesterday. Had to go uh, in, you know, 7-5 in the first set, then cruised in the second set. But uh, as far as the team standings, the way I looked at it, uh, you know, if you finish in the top three, you get a plaque. And the Bullpups are right there on that 3-4 spot. Uh, it it kind of looks like that uh, uh, they're going to finish, you know, some somewhere. Maybe Capon's going to be up there, uh, Salina Central. So it'll be really interesting to see where the Bullpups finish up. If Allen and Bruce can win state, I think they can probably get a third, uh, at least a plaque. And they'll have a spot on the Wall, Wall of Fame. Fame. That's right. And that's uh, very coveted. Uh, it'll take a little bit of time since Ian Allen is just a junior. Right. And so it'll be a little bit of time before they get up there. Exactly. Well, who was it? Nolan Schrader uh, won a state championship as a freshman. He had to wait a long time to go on the Wall of Fame. But, of course, he uh, uh, he, made, he made it the state championship in doubles all four of his years. So we will be keeping our eye on Taylor Bruce and Ian Allen down in Pittsburgh trying to win a double state championship today. The McPherson High Cross Country team competed in league on Thursday, and they will have their regional coming up this week. So everything is starting to wind down, Steve, but we're hoping that everything can keep rolling here for just a few more weeks for the football team, for the soccer team, for volleyball to keep everything going because we know all three of those teams have a chance that whenever they are at their best, they are very hard to beat. Yeah, this has been a fantastic fall and uh, didn't expect anything less. I know in my preseed. Uh, in my magazine this year, I said it, it has all the makings of just being, you know, a lot of uh, potential state champions or state, you know, going deep into state, and that's exactly what's happening. Steve, this afternoon, this evening, Bulldog football, 5:30 McPherson Stadium. Wanted to give that a quick plug. Yeah, uh, strange starting time. They're playing soccer first this time, so the football team is the last one on the docket. You've got. Maybe think, a couple of double overtime soccer games in front. I think, I think the front. women started at 11 this morning, and the men are like 1.30. Okay. So I think they've allowed enough time. So even if the games run like knowing the McPherson College women's soccer team, they will probably ch- tie. They've had three ties in conference play so far. Steve, one more time. The game's coming up in week eight of the football season. McPherson will be at Circle trying to wrap up a perfect regular season. Heston is 6-1 and one and will be at Clay Center trying to get to number two in that district. Smoky Valley trying to win its first game of district play. They will be at home to take on Rock Creek. Inman taking on Sedgwick in a district championship game Monster in 1A. Game. Inman trying to get to 5-3 and three and give Sedgwick its first loss of the year. Mound Ridge is 4-3 and, and will be at Little River. Little River trying to win its seventh straight game to close out the regular season. And Canton Galva trying to get to 8-0 and, and be undefeated as well. They will be at home to take on Harrington, who is winless. Uh, is Canton that, Galva against Harrington? I think it's on the road. Okay. Okay. It I said can't... online that they would be at home. Okay. Well, I'm I'm wrong then. I thought they were. You might be. Okay. Wouldn't be surprising. That's never happened before. No. But Canton Galva taking on Harrington. I'll try and confirm it for you here real quick. But they are trying to get to 8-0 and finish off the regular season with a nice win. Yes, the Eagles will be at home. Okay. The Eagle has landed. I need to change my story then because I have it at Harrington. There you go, Steve. Go sprint in there and take care of it. I will get it changed. A big thank you to our coaches this morning, Coach Shelby Hoppus, Coach Tyson Bowerly, Coach Chris Adrian. For Steve Sell, I am Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to our Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Swap Shop coming up next. 241-1504. 
The High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva was brought to you by Simco, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Lindsborg Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmer's State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.